Hi everyone, I'm Melissa with Midnight Hour Oil. I wanted to come out and share with you some things today uh, that I think may encourage you, but also uh, will serve as a warning to, to people. And I wanna share a dream I was given and a revelation uh, that really drives home some important scriptures that I'm gonna share with you. Uh, but I hope and I pray that everybody is remaining in that place of peace right now with the Lord. Uh, there's a lot of attacks going on. I myself have been under attack uh, and loved ones. It's just, it's everywhere. The enemy is trying to distract us and we have to be really careful, church, to stay focused on the Lord right now. I can't emphasize that enough, okay? But the dream I had, uh, this was a couple nights ago, I I dreamed I was, I was, looking at this body of water. I was up above like this aerial view. And as I looked down, I could see several orca whales in the water. And as I was watching them, I saw that they were literally tearing a couple of the orca whales apart. They were tearing them apart. And I, I was kind of surprised to see that. And so I, I looked a little closer to see if maybe it was a blue whale or some other species because I know Orcas will attack other species of whales, but uh, no, they were attacking each other. They were attacking their own kind, which I, I found very puzzling, all right? So then I see a laboratory. It's like a science laboratory right off of the body of water where these whales are. And then I'm in the laboratory, and immediately I know that this laboratory is one of the orca whales that's being attacked, okay? And there's only myself, another worker, and then the main scientist in this lab. And there's this escape vessel, okay, just like a lifeboat, uh, that, a vessel that you would only use if the whole laboratory was going to be destroyed, go under. And I knew that we were at that place. So the other worker and I got in this escape vessel. Now, my concern was as we were closing the vessel, to make sure it was sealed properly. All right, I was I was checking up above just to make sure that it was properly sealed. That was very important in my um, assessment of this situation. And so then the the vessel took us out across the body of water into dry ground and we where we were safe. So I shared the stream with my friend Rhonda, and she was helping me unpack it and found where in the negative sense, dreaming of a killer whale confronting you at sea could be a warning of a false prophet, especially if you feel threatened. And then in the positive, uh, if you dream of an orca, killing a shark could represent God sending a prophetic warrior to help you in a serious situation. Dreaming of an orca could also symbolize God giving you wisdom and strength. Okay, so the orcas, I believe, are pointing to people groups, and I believe that the water itself speaks of the, the peoples of the earth. We know that from Revelation and Daniel, uh, the seas, the waters. This is the people of the earth. So these orcas are specific people groups. And what I was observing was that they were zeroing in on a couple of the other orcas and they were literally devouring them. They were tearing them apart. It was, it was terrible. And so I believe that this is what's going on right now. I believe the Father is giving me this, this view, this uh, vision of what is happening. People groups that are just literally tearing 
each other apart. And this is how the enemy works, folks, okay? He's been doing this for ages. Now, I know there's so much controversy surrounding the things going on in the Middle East right now. And I don't want to get into all the details of that. I am going to put a link to a um, in the description box to a video that I believe pinpoints exactly what is happening. It's uh, the guy's name is Doug and they have a channel, uh, something like off grid farming or something like that, a desert farming. And I'm going to give you a link to his video that he put out like five days ago, provided it's not been taken down. Uh, that I believe really pinpoints what's happening. And we have to be so careful, like, like Doug points out in his video, about taking sides because, folks, as Christians, our side is whatever God says. And this is what God says concerning people, all people. In 2 Peter verse chapter 3, verse 9, it says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us word, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Okay, we know anyone who is ruthlessly murdering someone else, that is evil. That is an act of evil. But just because a person is a part of a people group does not mean that they are operating in the same evil that others are. And they are, and to target them and harm them would be evil to them, okay? Just like if just because I am white, somebody wants to kill me because they hate all white people, or because I'm black, somebody wants to kill me because they hate all black people. Races, colors, all of these things the enemy is using, okay, to get people to turn against people. And we have to be discerning, all right? For anyone to kill innocent people, I don't care who you are, is evil, right? Many people during the Holocaust, uh, I had heard stories of the, the guards telling the Jews they were killing them because the Jews killed Jesus. So in the name of Jesus, they were killing the Jews, right? And, you know, to say you're going to kill every Arab because this this little group of Arabs went in and, and slaughtered people ruthlessly to say that all Arabs are like that and deserve to die is evil, right? To go and kill these, their children and, and any, and all these others that are Arab. Okay. See, this is how the enemy works. He gets mankind to turn against mankind and devour one another. And it's evil. It's all evil. All of it. This is why taking time every day to turn our hearts to the Lord, to turn our minds to his word is so critical because we can get swept away into the emotions, into taking a side when there is no side. There is good and there's evil. There's God and there's Satan. We are either going to do the will of our heavenly father and the Lord Jesus, or we are going to be led into to supporting evil or even being complicit with evil if we don't pray against it, okay? All right, I, I hope you're hearing my heart. Take time to listen to the video uh, that Doug, I think it's Doug and Adrian, that I post in the description box to get an idea of what's going on, all right? We, again, have to be very careful in these days, church. 
Okay, now, the escape vessel. So, I believe that the scientist, the main scientist, is Holy Spirit, who's right there with us, all right, in all of this. And then there's the other the other worker who I got into this vessel with. This is the, the workers of the field. And we're looking for the escape, right? We know that's coming. We know that's our blessed hope. We are promised this escape. Jesus said, pray always that you're counted worthy to escape all that's coming on this earth and to stand before the Son of Man, all right? So we know it's coming. But in the dream, I was mainly concerned about the seal, all right? Now, I knew that that seal was symbolic of the sealing of the Holy Spirit. And we know that to be born again, right, this is salvation. Jesus said, nobody enters the kingdom of heaven unless he is born again of water and the Spirit. This is what he told Nicodemus. Ephesians 1, 13 through 14. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the, whole, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. All right. Very, very important scriptures here. But we, when you believe, you are marked, you are sealed with the Holy Spirit, and then you become God's possession. All right. And, and that is driven home that we belong to God by the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 6, 18 through 20. Flee from sexual immorality. All of their sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? Who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. All right? Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Now, so believe. I want to go back to believe. I've shared this many, many times, but the word believe that's used here in Ephesians, the moment you believe and you're sealed with the Holy Spirit, it's G4100. It's pisteo. It's a verb, and it means to entrust and to commit, to entrust your life to the Lord Jesus, to commit to him. It is not holding to an opinion. It's more than that. And as the Apostle Paul explains in uh, 1 Corinthians we are not our own. We are bought at a price. Okay, so this means it is up to us to follow Jesus, to follow him as in Matthew 16, 24, Luke 9, 23. So if we truly believe, meaning we entrust our lives to Jesus, we commit ourselves to him, to his purposes, then we are expected to follow him. That is a part of this. And uh, Jesus said in Matthew, or I'm sorry, Luke 9, 23 and 26, he said, Then he said to them all, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. Whoever is ashamed of me and my works, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his glory and in the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. So when Jesus returns, if we are not properly sealed, if we aren't truly born again, this is going to be a disaster. And I wanted to just read to you what I shared with a few of my close friends and what I believe the Holy Spirit was showing me uh, about his concern regarding people being sealed with the Holy Spirit, expecting to escape, expecting to go in the rapture, uh, who may not truly be born again, and what a disaster that will be. But this is what I, I shared. I said, 
With reference to my concern regarding the seal on the escape vessel, I believe I was divinely led to a movie on Pure Flix. It was a true story based on the 1986 disaster of the Space Shuttle Challenger. Now, I've known for quite some time that John Paul Jackson was shown what was going to happen that day, and he contacted NASA and warned them. Of course, he was written off. But what I did not know is that many of the rocket scientists, namely Adam, who worked for the company that literally built the space shuttle, warned NASA not to launch that space shuttle that morning. Do you want to know why? Well, I'll tell you. It all came down to a seal. Yep, a simple seal. The rocket scientists warned NASA that because of the low temperature, 31 degrees, the morning NASA intended to launch, there was a good chance the second seal would be compromised rubber is less flexible in cold, resulting in rocket fuel burning the side of the rocket and causing a disaster, an explosion. Clearly, the team of rocket scientists were correct, but sadly, they took a backseat to the executive management who overrode the engineer's recommendation and approved the launch. The rest is history. But it all came down to a simple rubber seal that was compromised by the cold temperatures. Now, something the church is overlooking today, okay? The, Jesus prophesied that in, in the end times, the hearts of many would grow cold. And this, I believe, is going to result in a disaster for many people because I believe many people have paired at a prayer and because of the coldness of their hearts, they're not listening to the warnings. They're not listening to the Holy Spirit impart to them that they need to be born again, that they need to follow Jesus. And just like the space shuttle challenger, many people are going to end up in, a, in an explosive disaster. When the rapture happens and they are not taken, it is going to be a disaster of all disasters because they haven't the seal they were not sealed okay so you see the connection the holy spirit's making here with that dream and then as i was falling asleep last night i was given another revelation the holy spirit was reminding me of how the the, the man adam uh who came forward and was trying to tell and warn what was happening uh he kept saying but i'm right i'm right and he would he would just share his uh, view and he would say but I am right but I'm right and even after the challenger exploded and all of that his wife said to him well, you were right you and at that point Adam realized it didn't matter that he was right because nobody listened to his warning nobody and those people all died in that space shuttle and this is my concern, and this is the concern, I believe, of the, the Father and of the Holy Spirit of the Lord Jesus, that even though we may be warning people, telling them the truth, that people don't have ears to hear, and they're not heeding the warning because of the coldness of their hearts. So church, we can be right, as I was telling my friends, until the cows come home. But if people can't hear the warnings, if they can't heed them, they're going to end up in a disaster, okay? So I encourage you to please pray for people to have ears to hear. Jesus often would say, he who has an ear, let him hear. That statement tells us that some have ears to hear and some don't. We're talking spiritual ears. 
to discern spiritual things. And people need to have spiritual ears. Pray for the hearts of the people to be softened so that they will listen to the warning, so that they will hear the Holy Spirit. If that person has not been truly born again, if they've just parroted a prayer and they're just doing whatever they want, pray that they will be able to hear the warning. Pray for the people to have a heart that's able to respond to the truth. In summary, church, I believe there's three main things that the Father, that the Holy Spirit would have us to take away from the, the dream and from this revelation that I was given. The first thing is that we would be careful to ensure we're not devouring one another, other members of the human race, as I saw those orcas, and they were zeroing in on a couple different ones and just devouring them, tearing them apart. And as I shared earlier, I was in one, when I went into that lab, I knew immediately that that lab was one of the orcas that was under, under attack, indicating that it's symbolic of the church. And we know the church has been under persecution for 2,000 years, and it has ramped up tremendously in the past 10 to 20 years, and we know it will get worse. And so God forbid that we, as, as members of the body of Christ, would participate in any form of persecution against other members of mankind. The second thing is to just ensure that we ourselves, that those we know and love, have been truly sealed by the Holy Spirit, that we've been born again, that we are ready for takeoff, that we have truly chosen to invite Jesus to be the Lord of our lives, as Romans 10, 9 and 10 lays out, and to follow him. As Jesus himself said that if anyone does not deny themselves, take up their cross and follow him, they're not worthy of him. And lastly, that even though we may be right, we may be telling people the truth concerning these things, the warnings we're giving them, uh, if they don't have ears to hear, it's all for naught. So we have to pray for them. Pray that the people who we warn and share the warnings with will be able to hear and receive them and heed them. I hope, I pray that you'll take all this to the Lord in prayer, church. Ask him for confirmation. And as always, it is my prayer that we will all continue to keep our lamps burning bright while we wait for Jesus. I love you all. God bless you.